And I, what I found was I was missing the moments that were magical throughout my day because I was just getting caught up in the things. And man, I get it. I get it. And when people say, leave the the whole sink full of dishes, it'll be there tomorrow. I mean, that is the most bullcrap piece of advice I've ever heard because most moms, that's going to drive you batshit crazy. This is To The Nines Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Wicks, a mom of seven who doesn't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose between your family and a career. I am on a mission to show the stay-at-home mom who has lost herself in childcare and co-comelon and the overworked corporate holdout who isn't finding joy and purpose in their career that they can work for themselves, making an impact and an income that serves your dream life. After leaving my nursing career to raise our family, I needed more mental stimulation, but didn't want to give up the privilege of raising our legacy. I've been in network marketing now for five years. I know the strategy and mindset it takes to be successful and to live a life aligned with your values and your purpose. Join me as I share my business tips, marketing mistakes, attitude shifts you need to space out some time for you, or ditch your nine to five completely and start working for yourself. You have the power to change your life. Let's get started. This is just the beginning. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. This week has been wild. My husband Adam was in Germany with our 12-year-old for his birthday. And I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm hearing it right now. Like, oh my gosh, a 12-year-old went to Germany for their birthday. Yes, a 12-year-old went to Germany for his birthday. So here's the thing. When our kids are 12, we like to take them on an only trip. And when you come from a family of seven, it is really nice to be able to take a trip with just a parent. And we are really not things people. Meaning my you know, I don't identify with buying my kids a bunch of stuff as an enrichment to their lives. We are constantly looking for opportunities to explore the world as a family or, you know, peace off and branch off. Some of us go here, some of us go there. If you were around last year, I talked on my um, Instagram page, I talked a lot about my trip with the two big kids to Rome. So yes, we do a fair amount of traveling and I love it. Our lifestyle definitely allows for that kind of flexibility with homeschooling and my husband's an airline pilot. So that helps on the uh, air airline side of it. But other than that, I mean, we typically drive to a lot of places. So anyway, it was a little challenging last week with having a second parent gone all week, um, although, you know, that's fairly normal. But I am eight weeks postpartum, so I was really trying hard to get caught up with the housework because I don't have a housekeeper. I don't have a nanny. I don't have any of that. And I'm not saying that as some badge of honor because truthfully, I could really use the help um, to get in here. But fact is right now, I just don't have it. So I was trying to get caught up with housework and it really irritated me because I didn't even go to the gym, but I started bleeding again, which is your body's indication of saying, hey girl, you're doing too much. You need to like chill. But uh, like, how do you chill when your house is, you know, feels like it's all falling apart and you're living in filth? Not literal filth. I get it. First world problems. We are not in a mud hut, but nonetheless, it was making me bonkers. So I did that all last week, and if you'd look around, you would never know that I did anything, which brings me into the subject of today's podcast episode. (laughs) So I was going to name this Magic Moments, uh, because these are the moments that I truly look for throughout the day, Um, and I got away from it there, 
I don't know, probably the last couple of months since I've had Roman, I've gotten away from, and not intentionally gotten away from it. It just, it's just the way life has been. It's just been, you know, if you've ever been in a newborn fog, like one day seems to very casually roll into the next day. And then when it's Wednesday, you still think perhaps it's Saturday. I mean, I don't even know. When's the last time I even combed my hair or shaved my legs? Who knows? That's kind of how my life is right now, where days are just rolling and crashing into one another. And it's almost indecipherable from the previous day. And what I found was I was missing the moments that were magical throughout my day because I was just getting caught up in the things. And man, I get it. I get it. And when people say, leave the the whole sink full of dishes, it'll be there tomorrow. I mean, that is the most bullcrap piece of advice I've ever heard. Because most moms, that's going to drive you batshit crazy, is to have a sink full of dishes just sitting there, stinking, attracting flies and and fruit flies it's just disgusting you already feel disgusting because you're covered in blood sweat and breast milk and spit up and next thing you know you're leaving sinks full of dishes so that you can try and enjoy the moments like no there will be no enjoying of the moments I personally have never been able to enjoy a moment if everything around me is chaotic so I have put together a list of 10 very simple ways to increase your presence and possibly even your productivity throughout the day um, to just really find those magical moments and to feel a little bit more centered and grounded. So this list doesn't come from a psychologist. It comes from me, a mom, living every day, making mistakes, learning from them, and then turning it around and working on being more present. So we'll go through the list fairly quickly, but we'll get through it. All right, number one is to increase your conscious awareness of everything that's happening around you. All right, so that increasing of your conscious awareness means you're not just floating through your day as an onlooker. You're actually a participant in your day. So my conscious awareness is, okay, what is happening around me? What are the children doing? Like reading the temperature of the room, okay? That's what I'm saying, is really feel what people's emotions are around in the room and how do you affect it or how is it affecting you? So just be more aware of what's actually happening um, in the world around you. And your world right now, if you're a mom, really is your family. And if you're a business owner, it's exactly what's happening in your business, your current customers, your prospective customers, your partners, all those things. Just pay closer attention. Uh, The next thing is number two is to put your phone in a timeout. Being an online marketer, it can be incredibly challenging for me. Okay, I'm speaking on behalf of myself, but I have heard from plenty of other moms in my business coaching group or my partners in business where this becomes really difficult. They find themselves tied to their phone often because you want to respond to new clients when they reach out um, because you want to make the sale. You want to make the sale because it's going to help them, your new customers in the long run. You want to bring on brand partners because that is going to help increase your advancement or chances of advancement within your own company and it's going to help them. Hello inflation. It is ridiculously challenging now to just afford basic necessities of life, let alone all the extras. So you want to be responsive to the people who are looking for help. That's what you're doing as a business owner is you're solving problems. 
But you also cannot be constantly solving problems for other people and not being present in your own life because you're going to create a lot of other problems right here under your own roof. Your kids are going to say, oh, wow, mom's face is always stuck on her phone. Dad isn't paying attention to us either. I guess nobody cares. Because that's how the translation works in a child's mind. So you're going to have to put your phone in timeout. Not all day long, but give it a 15-minute timeout and then increase that conscious awareness of what's going on around you and start being a little bit more present to maybe how your toddler is feeling or whether they want to play trucks or cars. Listen, you don't have to play trucks and cars with your toddler for four hours. If you give them 10 minutes of your undivided attention, and I actually have a story about that, they will really fill up their own personal love tank. If you're like, what the hell is a love tank? Okay, that is a term that we created for our kids to get a gauge on how loved, really, that they're feeling. So we talk about their love tank because it can be an easy visual for them. If you get a cylinder or box whatever that's rather see-through you can fill it all the way to the top and you see see how it's completely filled now let's imagine that water is the love that you're feeling inside like the attention from mom and dad and the love how full is your love tank if it's full all the way to the top that means you are feeling really great you're feeling loved and appreciated and seen um, and everything is great if it's only half full then we probably need some work right to uh, to be a little bit closer to you but if it's way down here which is below the middle mark then we've got a lot of work to do well it was three nights ago my six-year-old Ayla said, hey, mom, I'm really glad that Roman is here, but I'm also very sad. So I said, why are you sad? And at that moment, I was working. So I put my phone down and I asked her, why is it that you're sad? And she said, well, ever since Roman has been here, you haven't had any time to snuggle with me like you used to. Oh, my gosh. I was like, dang. Okay. And here's another thing. You can't take that kind of stuff personally. If you're going to raise children who are also consciously aware of their own feelings and they feel safe enough to express that to you, then you can't do that. Well, I've got a newborn and he requires a lot of and start getting defensive because they're going to shut down. They're never going to talk to you again. And oh, by the way, if you've not caught the gist of this podcast, it is being able to transform these life pieces of advice that I'm giving you, you can transform that into your business. So let me end the story with Ayla. So I said, okay, and that's a fair, that's a fair assessment. He's a newborn. He requires a lot of care. um, And it won't always be like this. But let me tell you what, I will find some time today to snuggle with you and hopefully fill up your love tank. And she said, okay, great. So that evening, I asked a big sibling, I said, listen, Ayla is feeling like she's her love tank is running empty and I really need to carve out some time here to spend with her would you hold the baby so that I can go spend some time with just her and they were like oh sure they took the baby it wasn't even 10 minutes with laying with her at bedtime wrapped my arms around her kissed her cheek just chatted with her quietly not even 10 minutes and she said thank you so much mommy my love tank is completely full And I said, great, I'm glad. And I gave her a kiss on the nose and heard the baby crying downstairs and off I went. So there you go. Put your phone in timeout, increase your conscious awareness and start paying attention to the things and the people and the events that are happening around you. All right. Number three is to create a calendar or a schedule and put it in your phone. I was so resistant for a long time in using digital technology 
I, I don't know why. Maybe I'm a child of the 80s. Maybe it's because I'm 41. Am I 41? I think I'm 41. Yeah, that also happens when you get older. You're like, how old am I? Anyway, I think I'm 41. And I, uh, I, I always wrote it on a paper calendar. I know that's a little embarrassing because I'm not that old. I'm not like 89. But I always wrote on a paper calendar or I created a list on paper. There was something very tangible about putting a check mark next to it that I really enjoyed. Whatever. I know other people are like that. So I resisted the calendar. I finally, you know, broke free from my own personal limitations with pen and paper, and I did it. And it's really been a game changer because Adam can see the calendar. So we're both on cue for what's happening next, i.e. I'm not solely responsible for keeping the calendar because he is an adult. He is perfectly capable of looking at a calendar, and we can see the exact same thing. So we have, you know, our names color-coded, the kids' names color-coded about who has what going where. And oftentimes in the notes section of an event that I'll put into the calendar, I will add something to it. I need you to take so-and-so here because I'm going to be doing this or whatnot. So it really, you know, increases our awareness about what's going on. And it keeps us accountable to the schedule. That way we can both see it. Number four is going to be actually check said calendar and schedule and then plan out your day the day before. We also have a reminder put into our phone that pops up that says check tomorrow's calendar. I know it seems dumb, right? But you have to do that when you have a big family. Everyone's going 58 different directions and you're running a business and the other parent has a full-time job. You have to put those reminders in there and over communicate to yourself so stuff doesn't fall through the cracks. So we check the calendar the night before. If he's around, we will generally discuss, okay, here's what the calendar says. What priorities do you have going on tomorrow? I'll hear his side. He he will hear my side. And we'll say, okay, how are we going to attack the day, divide and conquer to get this all done? If he's not home, well, it's me. I check the calendar and I decide how I'm going to schedule and segment my day to get everyone where they need to go and to get the business activities done. Some days for me, it's not going to be an hour long worth of work. It's going to be 30 minutes. If I have the available time, then it'll be two hours. If I can catch up on content and contacting people and orders and stuff like that, then fantastic. But I will work with the time I'm given But I know I am always given at least 10 minutes to put some content out there and to engage with people. Everybody has at least 10 to 15 minutes a day. And if you're saying you don't, you are your own problem of why you're not making advancements in your life because you're making excuses that I know don't actually exist. Number five is to watch for those magical moments to to unfold throughout the day. So I'll tell you another quick story. When my oldest daughter, Georgia, um, she goes by Rose for her friends. When she was about five or six years old, we're riding bicycles through the neighborhood. And so she's number two at five or six years old, which means we have another little two little ones now behind her in age. Okay. We're riding bikes and I'm sort of begrudgingly riding a bicycle because I really want to be getting back to the house and cleaning or cooking or doing something else and I mean this is just my admission I know some of you are like oh my gosh that's horrible that's fine judge away um don't tell me you haven't been there so we are and she puts her bicycle down and she goes to a bed of flowers and she leans over and starts to sniff the flowers and investigate them and I was like come on let's go and she said mom come over here and see this And I, you guys, I actually said this. I said, Georgia, don't stop and smell the flowers. And then it hit me like a freight train. I was like, I literally just said 
don't stop and smell the flowers. I mean, that's a saying. Hey, stop and smell the flowers, which means slow down a little bit. Look for enjoyment. Watch the beauty around you. I literally told her not to do that. And as soon as I, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I was like, you're an idiot. Why did you just say that? And then I, I apologized because if I am nothing else, I am definitely humble. And I said, I am so sorry. I should not have said that. You're right. Let's stop and smell these flowers. So we did. And I took five minutes to stop and investigate these flowers and talk about them with my daughter. And it changed our whole day. So yes, check your calendar, plan it out, increase your conscious awareness, put your phone in a timeout and make a schedule and watch for those magical moments to unfold throughout the day. They are there every single day. There's going to be something magical that happens, but you have to be aware of it and be looking for it every single day. Right now, those magic moments for me are coming when I watch the children being sweet to one another or when the baby smiles at me. Like those are magical for me and I love them. All right. So number six is going to be practicing intentional gratitude. I don't think it's really enough that you tell your family or your business partners like, hey, look, you need to be grateful for X, Y, and Z if you're not legitimately feeling grateful for every single thing. Every time you eat a meal, I want you to practice gratitude for the fact that you have that meal. It's not filet mignon. Okay, but can you be glad and grateful that it's something? Every time you get an order, oh, listen, listen up. Most business owners stop running a business because they don't feel successful. Okay, a feeling. They're not even measuring success on external metrics or insights. They don't have some bar set that says, if I sell $600 a month, I will be successful. They don't have any of that set for them. They just say, I don't feel successful. Well, have you even defined what success looks like for you? You know, success is going to look different for every single person out there. So please, if you are a business owner and you're listening to this, you need to have some metrics in which you're going to measure a statement like that against. Don't just say, I'm not going to run a business anymore because I don't feel successful. I'm not going to be a mother anymore because I don't feel like I'm successful with my kids. Which, by the way, that is a terrible um, feeling to go off of because these are independent souls, which means you could be top-notch, best mom in the world. I mean, Etsy the mother load out of your entire life on a Pinterest board, could be put in a magazine, and your kid can still turn out to be a dirtbag. And guess what? It still won't be entirely your fault because they are independent souls seeking their own way through this world. You're simply here to provide the bumpers to keep them out of the ditches. I don't that's the best way I can say it. You're just here to bump steer them. And a lot of times you're going to be doing the exact same thing in your business. You're going to bump steer that that mother right into either the success lane or it's going to fall backward into doom and despair. You get to choose. You get to choose how that goes. All right. So you're going to practice intentional gratitude. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to smile more on purpose. Actually be conscious about smiling at people and things. So when your children do something amazing, don't just be like, well, that's a nice change from all the other crap they put me through today. Just say, wow, I really like how you shared with your brother. That was awesome. Or man, thank you so much 
for setting the table. And if you're a person who's opposed to thanking your children for their contributions to the family, we've got a lot to talk about. Look, man, that goes right back to being intentional about your gratitude. Be sure to say thank you. Smile more often. It will change your face. It will change your mood. And it will change the way other people relate to you. All right, number eight is to get outside more often. Close your eyes. Walk barefoot. If you're in a place that you can walk barefoot, a red ant hill, that's going to be a bad idea. But glass, also a bad idea. So, I mean, look around, right? Make sure you have a clear path, but ground yourself into the earth. Take a deep breath in. Take a long moment to exhale and reset your, oh my gosh, I feel amazing from just that moment. That like three seconds that I just did that, I'm like, ooh, I feel my entire nervous system just reset. Mm, That was my magical moment right there. That actually felt really good. So take a few seconds to reset your own nervous system. Outside is ideal. I am not outside, but I'm going to go outside soon. And take five minutes to ground yourself and then say, okay, I've got this. All right, number nine is goes back to the story with Ayla. Take about 10 minutes to lay down with your children at night and talk about their day. That is when you can help reset their nervous system. That's why baby wearing is so important and being close to your children helps regulate their nervous system and yours, which is why hugs are so valuable to a person's well-being. It is said that you need 30 hugs a day to be considered grounded and healthy. I don't know about you, but I am definitely not getting 30 hugs. Let me tell you another fun story. I actually said that to s- statistic to my family, mm, I guess it was about a month ago. And I said, I don't know about you guys, but I'm nowhere near 30 hugs. You guys, my 12-year-old came over to me, reached over and hugged me, backed up, hugged me again. He did it 30 times. And he goes, there you go, mom. You're set now. And I was like, dear goodness, you are the most amazing little souls I have ever been blessed on this planet with and you guys I don't deserve how awesome my kids are listen they are not perfect children but I am very aware at what a blessing they are and he hugged me 30 times to make sure that my love tank was filled up and that I was good to go for the day so it was super sweet but seriously do take some time to spend with them take 10 minutes out of your day to do customer follow-up, just check in with your customers, people who have ordered in the last month, two months, um, if they're brand new to your establishment. I always write a handwritten thank you note to all of my brand new customers. And it doesn't matter what business you're in, you can also do that. If your business is such to a scale that you're like, I cannot literally spend two hours handwriting thank you notes, I'll bet you can at least sign them, can't you? Even when you're taking some time to watch a show at the end of the day, can't you sign it with your own pen? Can you take 10 minutes here while you're waiting for your kid to get out of soccer practice to write thank you so much for your order? Blessings, signed, who'sy whatsy, whatever your name is. I mean, you come on. This is where the intentionality comes in and then letting people know that you actually spent a little bit more of your precious time acknowledging and seeing them, all right? That makes a huge difference. All right, and number 10 is to eat at least one meal a day at the table, TV off, devices put away, together as a family. Everyone helps set up the table. Everybody helps clean it up. Does that sound wild to you? You're like, table, what's that? It stores all of our crap from the day. Clean it. Clean it off. Have your kids help you. 
this is going to, and I know it's difficult. Don't come at me crying about how my kids don't want to do that. They whine. Well, if they're learning whining is acceptable, guess what? They probably learned it from you. So maybe don't complain so much about the crap that's happening in your life. Be more aware. Put your phone down, create a schedule, get more organized, and they won't have reasons to start whining about helping, especially if you've let them off the hook for so long without being a present part of their own family and a contributor to your own success as a family. And you have obviously whined about your business at some point, which is why people don't want to order from you. I know that was a lot. You can hate me if you want, but it's the truth. So Look, if you want to cook the meal together and your kids are big enough to not be a total hassle or a danger in the uh, kitchen, then have them help you create the meal. If you have a lot of kids like I do, then you can definitely divide duties based on their capabilities. So think about how many things can possibly go into setting up for a meal. You've got silverware, plates, cups, bowls, napkins, cleaning off the crap from the day. You've got serving the meal actually cooking the meal, and then have them help clean up with you. What this will do is contribute to a sense of community within your own family, and it will also keep people accountable and make them feel like they were worth something. So how does this translate into your business? At least once a day, see people for where they're at in their life, okay? Be present in their moment. Everyone here pretty much has social media. If you look at your customer list, and if you don't have a customer list, then um, you got to get one because <laughs> you got to you got to keep up with that kind of stuff and let people know that you actually care. That's what's going to set you apart from big, big, big businesses where you're just another number that walks through the door. I don't know about you, but last time I checked, Nike has never sent me a thank you letter for shopping at their store. And I did just buy a pair of Nikes, actually. I love them. However, nobody said thank you. Nobody said I'm grateful for you being here. Nobody has messaged me on Instagram and said, hey, I noticed that you haven't brought up, you know, the feeding issues you've had with the baby recently. How's that going? Nobody's done that because Nike's too big. They don't care. I am just another sprocket in their wheel of functioning in business. So for all you small business owners out there, If you want to scale larger, you're going to have to start showing some appreciation for the people who are purchasing from you. So there you go. 10 simple ways that you can increase your presence and possibly even your productivity in your life, in your business, and in your family. I went ahead and made a reel about this. It's on Instagram. If you want to know the 10 all over again, they're listed out on Instagram. But for now, I will repeat them. Very quickly, number one, increase your conscious awareness of everything that's happening around you. Number two, put your phone in timeout. Number three, create a calendar or a schedule and or a schedule and put it in your phone. Number four, check that calendar and schedule and plan out your day the day before. Number five is watch for the magic moments of the day to unfold. Actually look for them. Number six, practice intentional gratitude. Number seven, smile more on purpose. Number eight, get outside, close your eyes, walk barefoot, ground yourself into the earth and practice uh, that conscious awareness. Number nine, take 10 minutes of your day to lay with your children at night and talk about their day Um, and and or take 10 minutes to see people in your business and actually um, talk about what's going on in their world. And number 10, eat at least one meal a day at the table, turn off the TV, put your devices away, be together as a family. And how that translates into business is to take 
at least one moment of the day to see people. And I know you're like, that doesn't sound a whole lot different than number nine. Well, number nine is setting a time limit on it. And number 10 is, oh, hey, I'm scrolling and I see that, you know, this person is having a whatever going on. I'm going to DM them with intention. And I mean, even just one is fine and actually talk to them about what's going on in their world. Okay. All right. I hope you are already following on Instagram. If you are not, I am Tiffany L. Wicks on Instagram. Go there. Follow me. Share the reel if you enjoyed it. Um, Screenshot this episode. Put it in your stories. Tag me. Share it with a friend. And I will see you next week on the podcast, my friends. Have a great rest of your day. Ciao.